0: Dan, it's great to see you again. How lucky am I that I get a double dose of Dan? He was on my show earlier today. Send it in. So, Dan, great to talk to you again. Game six, though. I, I mean, there- there's obviously there's so many fascinating storylines. There's so many historical things that are swirling right now. Boston, two-and-a-half point favorites over under two ten-and-a-half. Dan, is there anything you like in the side or the total in game six?
1: I, I like the Celtics. I really do. Um, I know that I'm going to go against the public and Sharps right now because guess what? I just looked at our BetQL game page with this. 73% of the money and 71% of the tickets are on the Heat money line. So that's a plus 130 uh, consensus money line right now. And so a lot of heavy action there by both public and sharp betters, which is pretty interesting. But I like the other side. As Marcus Smart said when they were down 3-0, don't let us get one. As Jalen Brown said when they were down 3-1, don't let us get two. Now we're at the point where Miami all of a sudden has a ton of pressure on them to win this game because not only are they an underdog in this game, but if this goes back to Boston, They're going to be like an eight or nine point underdog most likely for that game seven as we saw last game when they were I think they closed it like an eight point underdog or whatever um, last time out. So I think that Miami is going to they played really tight last game. I obviously know that Gabe Vincent being out kind of threw everyone for a loop like Kyle Lowry had like I think it was one assist four turnovers five points so him being thrust into that starting five did not bode well for them at all they had 44 points from their starters 53 from the bench so things are a little bit out of whack for miami last game there if vincent comes back i think that's going to normalize things for them but i do think that this celtics team showed if we give jason tatum the ball and let our superstar do work we're going to have a best, the best possible shot to win. So we talked a lot about Joe Missoula and his lack of making adjustments and how he can't call a timeout. And don't get me, I, I could talk all day about Joe Missoula, so I won't do that. I, I, you know, If he makes the finals and wins the finals, I'm still not set on him returning as a Celtics fan. But <laughs> I'm gonna try to be unbiased here and say, um, you know, I, I think that he has made some pretty solid uh, adjustments here in terms of letting Jason Tatum do whatever he wants with the ball and we've seen him facilitate the last two games and I think that it's there's really no coincidence there. I think by design getting him the ball more and more and more is going to do wonders for this team. So I, I really like them to win on the road and extend this to seven games.
2: And we've seen Dan that home court advantage especially between these two teams means next to nothing yesterday. Heading into that game, I think the home team was like six and fourteen in the last twenty matchups between the two. That being said, how much is Game Six really Game Seven for the Miami Heat? Like, how much do they need to win this game if they're going to win the series?
1: Oh, I I think it's it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent Game Seven for them. If they lose this game, going back into Boston, we saw that you know this this Boston team here throughout the season. Um, You know, throughout the course of the season, they really thrived in front of that home crowd. I know that in the playoffs, like you just mentioned, especially against this opponent, hasn't mattered. But I really do think that we saw this Miami team light up, like light it up from beyond the three-point line um, earlier in this series, and they they've proven that they could do that throughout these playoffs here. Um, If they don't shoot well again, which I guess it's more if they don't shoot well, they're going to they're gonna fail regardless of where they are. But that's just going to put more and more pressure on them. And since they are so contingent on that three-point shot, forcing up shots in Game 7, I don't think would bode well for them whatsoever.
0: Dan, so it sounds like you also like Boston in Game 7 if they get past Game 6. Do you think it would make sense for people listening, for bettors out there, to instead of betting Game 6, you just take the Celtics to win the series at plus 125? And then if you're nervous at that point, you can maybe hedge a little bit with Heat, plus 8, plus 7.5,
1: whatever the spread is in that game? Absolutely. One, 100%. Um, like, I, like I just mentioned, I mean, if, if you're backing the Celtics to win this game, you're most likely going to be backing the Celtics to win game seven. I don't think there's many people out there who would have confidence in the Celtics to win game six and then go again with the, go, you know, against them with the Heat to win game seven. I just don't see that, um, that happening. I mean, personally, I would never do that. So I think, you know, getting that extra bit of value uh, makes a whole ton of sense there, PJ. I, I like that a lot.
2: Any prop bets, Dan, that you're looking at? I mean, we look at Jalen Brown, who has done next to nothing in this series. I mean, even when he, what, he have? 12 out of 14 points in the second quarter yesterday, he still went under his prop of 22 and a half. I've lost total faith in him. Bam Adebayo only had five rebounds. Who knows about the health of Gabe Vincent? What props are you looking at?
1: Oh, I, I have one that I'm absolutely hammered already. I'm going to go back to it multiple times here. It's Jason Tatum over five and a half assists. So last game, obviously he had that ceiling performance with 11 assists, but he had 15 potential assists in that game. The game before in, another, in the first win of the series, seven assists on 12 potential assists. The next highest potential assist in game five was Al Horford with seven. So Tatum had 15, the next highest was seven. 29 points were created off his assist. The next highest was Horford with 15 and no one else had over eight. So, therefore, I think Joe Missoula is looking at this and being like, okay, once again, we're going to give Tatum the ball. We're going to let him control the – dictate everything offensively. And we've seen he has that first step, that explosive ability to drive into the lane, kick it out very willingly to his teammates who have a lot of space on the outside due to that collapsing defense. So – We've seen numerous, you know, high percentage opportunities come from outside, and I think that we're going to continue to see that moving forward um, in in game six here. Uh, So Tatum over five and a half assists definitely is popping out. I have to say, though, that you mentioned Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown wasn't needed too much in that fourth quarter. He still went under. I had him on the under, under 23 and a half points last year. So I was pretty happy about that. But I do have to say here, the model has him projected for 27 points. So he's at tw- over 22 and a half points, according to the model. Pretty solid value here. And, you know, say he was needed in that fourth quarter. I think he could probably have gotten there last game. Um, if, he, if he kept the, uh, the pedal down in that fourth quarter. But um, personally, would I bet that? Probably not. He worries me a little too much. I think there's definitely some injury that he's playing through that he's, you know, they're, they're maybe not disclosing because, uh, you know, he seems to have lost his first step and uh, he's having trouble creating shots for himself. It's kind of weird what, what's going on with him. Um, but I, I did want to point that out because that was on the initial look here on the, on the prop bets. On uh, BetQL.com, uh, that one kind of stuck out, and uh, I, I know I'm—I don't want to throw too much shade on the model here, but but I, I, I probably won't be playing that one.
2: The model sounds Jaylen. drunk. I mean, I know it's Friday night, but <laughs> yeah. what? He ain't going for 28 points. Jalen Brown, have you seen him in this series?
0: Yeah, 28. A guy whose player prop is at twenty-eight and a half is Jimmy Butler, Dan. I want to ask you about him. We know he's playoff Jimmy, and the bigger the game, it seems like, the better that he plays. I just I'm looking at that points prop and I like that over. I just think Jimmy knows, right? Like we've been talking about, this is kind of game seven for Miami. He knows if they go back to the garden. That that's not ideal for the Heat. What do you think of Jimmy? How what's a way to attack him? in this game? Do you like the points, rebounds, assists? What would be your way, if any, of betting him?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's one of these guys where, you know, you you think on one hand, okay, the Celtics did an awesome job with help defense on him last game. I think he took 12 total shots with 14 points, something like that. However, he is one of these guys that steps up in every facet when his team needs him to. I you obviously have to think like we have him projected for 20 exactly 28 points So not much value there according to the model six rebounds five assists. I had in last game uh, Over rebounds plus assists. I just think he he's gonna impact the game in a lot of ways But going back to the overall I mean, I'm gonna go points rebounds plus assists for him in this game here um, looking at his teammates like Th- this team is centered around his production. Um, this team will advance if he has one of those crazy games that he has had in those postseason. Like, don't, don't forget, like, at the end of last round, you could have made the very clear argument that he has been the best player in these playoffs um, more than anyone else, or at least the most valuable player in these playoffs so far. So if if you're relying on one guy to come up with this clutch performance and forget about the analytics and I know I'm you know me saying forget about the analytics is kind of silly because that's pretty much all I do on a daily basis is look at analytics, but when one of these guys it, you know it, he has a chip on his shoulder that is pretty much consistent. Like this guy was written off from college. He's been written off in various stops and I think that the time is now for him to show okay, I'm going to be the alpha on this team. I can be the superstar. And if he's going to do it, this is going to be the game he's going to do it. Do I personally want to put my money behind that? No, because I think the Celtics are just a better team overall. But if he's going to have that crazy individual, individual performance in this series, I think it's going to come in game six.
2: I live and bet with that BetQL model. It's too good not to, so I have no problem with it. What, what is it telling us about anybody's chances of beating the Denver Nuggets? Because my eyes tell me that nobody can beat them.
1: Yeah, we, ha- we haven't run the simulations yet on that. After this series is over, we're going to actually run 10,000 simulations of every NBA finals game. So I'll be able, if you guys want me back on at any point, I will come back on on any show you guys are on to talk about that for sure. I mean, personally speaking, and PJ and I talked about this earlier on his show, um, I don't think anyone's going to beat the Nuggets. So I think, you know, as, as if the Celtics happen to make history and come back in this series, I think they're going to suffer some heartbreak for the second year in a row here in the finals, just because. Nikola Jokic has proven once again that no one in this league is going to stop him. And he manhandled Anthony Davis so much that Anthony Davis just stopped playing one-on-one defense against him in the last round. And this is like an all-world caliber defender that he just manhandled and pushed around. So will Al Horford and Robert Williams be able to really contain him? I don't think so at all. And obviously we know with Jokic, not only is he a threat to score in the post, but he's going to open up opportunities for his playmakers on the outside. Jamal Murray has been playing out of this world. Um, you could make the argument that he's been just as good as Joker so far in these playoffs, just with the consistency that he showed. So I think the Celtics would have a really tough time. If they've had a tough time defending guys like Duncan Robinson in this series, I think they're going to have a hard time defending Jamal Murray. Uh, got Michael Porter Jr., who I'm not really. A huge fan of I don't really believe in his consistency, but that's another guy that could just drop 30 and if he's going to take wide open shots or high percentage shots um, from the perimeter or from around the rim on cuts from Joker, I mean this is uh, this is a team that I don't want to deal with and and one last point on this is I think the injury to uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Is actually a lot worse than what this Celtics team is letting on here. He only played eight minutes last game. He has this forearm injury. And in the game before, he just could not shoot at all. So if you take him away, the sixth man of the year, you're looking at guys like Grant Williams You got guys like Peyton Pritchard potentially having to be relied on off the bench here for the Celtics, which is a really, really scary thought for them just because they could hang their hat on being one of these teams with really awesome depth uh, throughout the season that you could depend on. And now that was the the Nuggets big, big issue where Bruce Brown has been the only sixth man that you can really, or the really only the guy that you could trust off of their bench. Now, all of a sudden, both of these teams would be, be, essentially be in the same scenario where they're playing six or seven guys off the bench against each other. And with that being said, you know, Joker is gonna be the best player in this series. And I don't think anyone's gonna be able to guard him. So long story short, uh, I think the Nuggets are, are gonna have their way with whoever advances here.
0: Yeah, I think we can all agree with that. He is managing editor for BetQL, Dan Carpuck. Dan, we got about 20 seconds, but I did want to tell you that the Nationals led the game off with the home run. You were on my show oh, earlier. Yeah. I gave out the play. Fade Jordan Lyles. It's already working. It's Jordan Lyles' day. Jordan Lyles' day. <laughs> I will not Basically. take this
2: Royals slander.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Sean's a Royals fan. More BetMGM tonight oh, no. after break.